Seat yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J, host of Conscious Speaks. Today, we have an amazing audio healing experience to create with you, spirit-led, all the way from Hawaii, with an amazing woman that I just met. Her name is Robin Wynn. And today, I am moved to truly set the scene um, to tell you a little bit about Robin Wynn's scene and the life that has brought her to this today here with all of us to talk about her new book, Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology. Um, I wanted to tell you that Robin Wynn and I are going to dive into two shows. It's an amazing um, new science that I or that I'm getting into and learning about. And so we decided to do a two-part segment. So the first part, we're going to talk about Robin, introduce her, get to know her, and uh, talk about human design. And then in the second show, we'll lead into how she works with, how human design works with, uh, with you can work with your clients. And it's going to be a very powerful two-segmented show. Robin has a BA in English Literature from UC Berkeley and an MA in Feminist Psychology from New College. Her extensive experience as a licensed therapist, somatic practitioner, Diamond Logos teacher, Dharma leader, and human design coach enable her to shed light on a vast array of challenges from a wide perspective. Robin lives in Maui with her wife of 38 years. She's here today to share and uh, to educate us about this bright new technology called human design. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you, Kelly J. I'm thrilled to be here. I am so excited that you're here, too. I, uh, When we talked the other night, I dove deep into the book, and I was just amazed um, and at the, 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 the flow of how it all moves from one segment to the next. And I got so caught up, and then I thought, oh, well, let's just dive in and talk a little bit more about some things that fascinated me about you. So um, I know that your your lineage of schooling is is this pedigree of knowledge that I am just I feel honored to be uh, sharing with our audience today. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, your uh, your education, how, you know, your English degree, literature, how, what, what took you to Berkeley and then into feminist psychology? Wow. <laughs> well, let me back up and just bring human design into this for a moment. Um, and, you know, human design is a, a relatively new, since the 80s, um, downloaded system, uh, downloaded to a fellow who was off the coast of Spain, a Canadian, actually. It was a harmonic convergence, and he went to his cabin, and these light beings downloaded this information to him. It took him three days. It was very specific information. Now, I'm just saying all that as a prelude because what comes out of it uses your birth, time, date, and place, your... Um, 
your, the time of your birth and three months prior to your birth. And what comes out of that is a body graph. And I'm getting to your question, Kelly J. <laughs> <What comes out laughs> oh, I'm following a body you. It's <laughs> a body graph. And in this body graph, it's, it, it combines the I Ching, it combines the chakra system, it combines um, the uh, neutrino stream from physics. Um, so in this body graph, if you think of... Um, this body graph has nine nine centers instead of the seven chakra center, and the the center for your identity um, is right in the middle. It's called your G center in human design. Now, in human design, your energy is either broadcasting, you're defined, and you're broadcasting energies, or you're white or open, and you're taking in and receiving the energies around you. And now, I'm getting to your question. In my chart, and yours as well, <laughs> so we, we have what's called an open G-center, or, or white. It's, it's open. It's not defined. So we're taking in the energies around us in terms of what's our direction in life. We don't have a fixed direction in life. We're not people who dig one well. We're not designed to dig one well. When you have an open center or identity center, you try, you're here to try everything. So that's why my resume looks the way it does, because <laughs> I've tried a lot of different things, and I've tried a lot of different things at a lot of depth. And each thing, I'm a person who I've got a lot of openness in my chart, as, as do you, and I go by frequency. I, I get guidance from the world around me, and I follow that. Now, again, just diverting to human design for a second, both of us are what is called, have, basically have a defined sacral, a generator motor. So we are here to be in response to the universe. So as a kid growing up, the thing that spoke to me most was reading, reading books. It was like I entered worlds of people, and I studied people, and I got to know people, through through books, through through reading, and I, I felt like my first language. Actually, I felt like my first language was touch, and my second language was writing, and then the third language was speaking. Um, <laughs> so it made a lot of sense for me to go study English literature, thinking I would be a writer, thinking I would be a college professor. You know, I I. I was in the cultural norm where you're on a path and you're heading somewhere. But with an open G, it doesn't quite work that way. Life doesn't, um, you can't just decide you're going to do something and go somewhere with it. You're really like learning from what's around you and finding who you are from what's around you. So Right. I noticed that in when you were talking about your professional career, you know, you said growing up in the family that you did, with your dad being a heart surgeon who was always seeking and, and, and taking, you know, those next, you know, digs into the, the, the further the work and the knowledge that a lot was expected of you and your siblings in, in, in that area. Right. And so that makes me think about how, how that, as a parent, what came out to me through the books a lot is, you know, how parents guide us, but this, charts that you have through human design shows us why they sometimes don't fit or, or we feel uncomfortable. Well, I love that you said that, um, Kelly J, because the whole 
impetus in human design is that each of us is uniquely designed. And in fact, what these light beings told Ra, the fellow who received this information, was that this was the system was for the evolution of humanity, but it was particularly for parents to learn to parent their children. Because yeah. if the child knows who they are, that what their puzzle piece is, they can live that with more ease, right? Like for yeah. me, my parents had an idea, and most of us, of who I should be, right? Yeah. Who I should be, what my world should be like, but they, they had no clue who I was. So they yes. had no clue how open I was and how many possibilities there were for me, right? Yes, yes. So, so it, we get it, conditions. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite things that I read that um, he said was this was really for parents to help um, have more skills and more information to raise their children. And in, in, in we can even take it a step further learn to raise their inner child and, and find out who they came to be, too, along the way. Wouldn't you say that it could happen? Well, I think what happens when we're not seen as children, and, you know, this is pretty profound, really, and there's mm-hmm. no blame, shame in any way yes. on any parent here. But when we're not seen as children, then we spend our lifetime trying to figure out who we are. Right, and that's where that all the inner child, inner parent. That's where we. It's a lot of work. I mean, I did years of therapy myself, trying to figure out who I was. Whereas if my parents had known, oh my gosh, sweetheart, you have an open G. You're you're here to discover. Go discover. Right? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's such a beautiful story. This human design. I love. I love that we found each other, and I love. the way that it fits with your story, because like you said, with uh, everybody out there listening, I didn't know this would happen, but Robin gifted me um, my chart. And so she showed me a little bit about myself and, and we have what we're, we're called generators, right? Robin, how many types of the different, is there five different types? I can't remember exactly. Of, yes, there's of, five. There's five different. If you think of humanity as one giant puzzle, and and there's five major puzzle pieces, right? And then it gets yes. refined and refined, and each puzzle piece is ultimately totally unique. Each person is ultimately totally unique, and here to bring something unique to the planet, and that's what we want to support, because when each of us brings what we're here to bring. It's like all of humanity flourishes. If I'm over here thinking I should be your puzzle piece, I lose out on my happiness and my well-being and what I'm here to bring, but you lose out on me, too. The world loses out on me. Right. We all do. And what I saw when you were talking about the puzzle piece is that, you know, um, it, it stood out. It's coming together for me now. Like you said, generators, like we are, that's 70% of the population. So you can kind of see that when you look at the puzzle, that some of the pieces are more clear to put together. So the ones that have the brighter edges. And then when we get to the edges, the muted edges, sometimes they're harder, but there's more of them. So I, it, it every, but every piece is still needed for that puzzle, for that beehive per se. Right. Exactly. Precisely. It's, it's I think crucial. it's fascinating. It's it's, yeah. It is spiritual. 
which, you know, everybody, there's this, this movement, or there, maybe there always has been about what's my life's purpose, but really your purpose is to be yourself, to be your puzzle piece, whatever yes. that is. Yes. You to know, be who you matter. come to be. Each person matters. Pardon? To be who you've come to be, not who you ended up along the way. Right, or who you took, who you were programmed to be, or who you thought you had to be to succeed. Like in my family, I grew up, like I said in my book, my dad was a cardiovascular surgeon, Harvard trained. You know, my brothers <laughs> went to Ivy, Ivy League schools. You know, I, I had a different system. I, even though, you know, there's, you see Berkeley is nothing to <laughs> put your nose up at. It wasn't an Ivy League school. And I didn't go into some traditional um, field. And, you know, I, that, I couldn't have. With my puzzle piece, that would have been very hard for me to do. It would have hurt, right? I mean, I think when exactly. we try to fit, you know, that proverbial try to fit the square in the round peg hole theory, it just it hurts. It doesn't feel good. And, and, and what I liked in the book is how it really shined light on that's why there's so much confusion when people are um, unmet, not, not knowingly um, you know, we are trying to fit into places technically we don't belong. And it's, it's not because of any other reason than we just probably don't know and we're just trying to, to find our way. And this gives us a map. Exactly. And it's so, it's there's layers upon layers. Like you said, there's that first, the five big chunk puzzle pieces. Like you might look at a puzzle and see the sky and the earth and the yep. nature, right? There's five big pieces. But, like, when, as you start to tear it down, like, I just use myself, uh, my son, my son in human design is in the hexagram of the gate three, which is the gate of bringing something new to the planet. And it's called difficulty at the beginning because it's like when you think of a baby, it takes a while for a baby to learn to walk and talk and function in the world, right? It's difficult at the beginning. It takes time. So whenever my biggest energy, my chart, is bringing something new, and it takes time. I grew up, I was a visionary way ahead of everybody around me, and that was a challenge. And at the time, I thought something was wrong with me. Now I know I have perspective on what was going on. So if we can look at our chart and understand that what looks like brokenness or problems was just part of the the, the picture that we were is our grapple for this lifetime. It's not wrong right. or bad. We're not broken. Right. I love that. I agree. We're not broken. Um, and it's part of our our frequency of uh, our scale of shining. I, I like to say shining bright. Our shine bright frequency is who we've come to be. And it could have different parts of, uh, you know, a, a hot pink, a light pink, or uh, red or magenta, like the colors shift and change harmoniously. And so as we are looking for our path, I really like how uh, in the, the map, I, I'll have to, can you explain, like if, if the listeners are out there listening, can you show them like what the chart kind of looks like if you're sitting in the body? Does that feel like a good question you could answer to show them how the how the chart works? Yeah, let me give a shot without the visual. Um, usually I like to have the visual. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
let's back up a little bit and talk about astrology because a lot of people are familiar with astrology, right? That's been around okay. a long time. And when people get their astrology chart at the time of their birth, their sun is somewhere above or below the horizon, right? If you're born at, at noon, your sun is at the top of the chart. If you're born at midnight, you know, it's going to be at a different place depending on where you are, where the chart is, um, where the sun is. So you've got the 12 houses, the 12 astrological signs, um, and you've got the 12, um, 12 houses, 12 signs, the planets, right? Yes. So in, in human design, at the time of your birth, the planets are in some configuration of the 64 hexagrams of the East Chain. Now just bear with me for a moment here. <laughs> so so if, you, if you're not familiar with the I Ching, it's an ancient divination system. It's based on um, what we call a hexagram, which is six lines. So the first hexagram is six solid lines, or masculine or yang, and the second hexagram is six broken lines, or feminine or yin. And then the third hexagram, which I was talking about before, is the first baby. <laughs> the first one right. that has mixed, broken, and solid lines. And then there's, you know, the rest of going up to 64. So at the time of your birth, your planets are in some combination of those 64 hexagrams. The neutrino stream, which is constantly coming down, this is physics, picks up the energies of your planet in those hexagrams. And that becomes your consistent energy. I talked earlier about broadcasting those energies. So if you look at a human design chart, there'll be a, a line of planets, and next to it will be a line of numbers, and those numbers are the hexagrams. In human design, we add another dimension, which is we, if we look at the same moment, three months, 88 degrees, prior to your birth. We call that your unconscious. So the exact same thing happens, the neutrino stream comes down, the planets pick up the energies of the hexagrams in that moment, and so what we, we put those two together and it creates what we call a body graph, and that's the visual you're look, you, what you look at when you look at your chart. And in this chart, like I said earlier, there's nine centers, and there's a series of um, circuitry that goes channels and gates that are that um, gosh this is getting complex but let me just do my best here that show the different hexagrams right yes yes and that's and, the part to me it looks like fun. a circulatory system sort of right right and each of these circuits are either individual tribal or collective so someone, just think about this for a second. If somebody has a lot of individual circuitry in their chart, that means that they've got hexagrams that are individual in that circuitry, they're bringing something new to the planet. That's how evolution happens. Something new has to come in. If, on the other hand, someone has a lot of tribal energy, they're going to be concerned about connection, teaching, feeding, procreation, the survival of the tribe, they're gonna it's gonna be passionate energy, it's gonna be protective energy, it's gonna be do we go to war, not go to war kind of energy, right? Very passionate. Right. If someone has a lot of collective energy, that's more structural. That's more like 
laws and sharing information. So if you think about people coming together, let's say you're very individual and you're partnered with someone very tribal. Well, that that's an interesting dynamic, right? Because yes. you might not be so interested in going to this holiday party, but your partner, it's really important to them. This right? is key information that's good for people to know, I think. <laughs> yeah, because it, what it does, what is so exciting for me, is that it shows our differences. When we understand our differences, we navigate life differently. If we think our partner should be like us and want to go to that holiday party or that family gathering, we suffer. We try to make them like us. When we appreciate who they are, then we can make choices. I can go to the holiday party or not go. You know, we can work it, but it's from a place of understanding rather than, you know, personal. You're doing something wrong to me. You don't like my family. You don't, right? Something can't come right. Yeah, what I'm hearing is there could be compromise. So even what comes up to me just from my own experiences in the past is I would want my um, partner to be as excited as I was to go to the holiday function. And if they weren't as excited, then they didn't they didn't care. I mean, this was before I understood anything, obviously. And now I look at that way of being and I think, well, that. I was really stuck in the eye back then uh, before any personal work, but that's, that causes tension in a relationship that if people have an understanding of, oh, you are going to come for me, but I, don't, I mean, you coming at all shows that you love me. You don't need to be as excited as I am to go, or maybe you don't need to go at all because now I understand the dynamic, right? Exactly. And let's take this another step further because I'm looking at your chart right now, Kelly J. Okay. So you, <laughs> you okay with this? Yes, yes. Okay. You have strong tribal energy. You have a, a channel, the 2750, that I have the same one. It's so strong. You, it's, we call it the Mother Teresa channel. You care about people. You're nurturing. You want to share what you're doing right now. This is, you know, tribal. You're sharing. You've created a tribe, and you're sharing Vital information for the survival of the tribe. It matters to you. Yes. At the same time, you're deeply individual. You have both of those energies that you have to navigate within yourself. Which is going to win out when? Can you let the individual show up in the tribe, which is what you're doing here, right? Yeah. 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 That's amazing. You're you're calling forth the individual voice to speak out to the tribe. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I couldn't have put it in better words. I've never had those words to kind of elaborate how I feel and what I'm doing. That's powerful. That, that's the beauty, right there. You just put your finger on it. That is the beauty of human design. You think there's my husband. People feel seen. What they know about themselves suddenly has a language. It's like a window into, oh, right, being named, being seen. I love it. I love it. You have a quote I read. um, You were doing, this was in the beginning of your journey when you were doing the Mary and Rosen body work, and and there was a Mm -hmm. quote in that section in the book. You said this, um, and I'm not sure if this was quoted from Marion, but you said, 
Uh, there's a quote, this work is about transformation from the person we think we are to the person we really are. In the end, we cannot be anyone else. And then you wrote, this seed became my organizing principle, my guiding light for all the educational paths that I was to follow. And that really stuck home for me. And I thought, you know, how old were you when you got that powerful seed? That's a powerful seed to have to plant your path. Yeah, I was 20, 25 when I met Marion Rosen. That, that, those were her words. And that was wow. her work through the body to, to know yourself. To know Powerful. the tensions in our yeah the tensions in our body are that that um, programming right that or that defensive structure that keeps us from who we are which is movement which is freedom which is flow yeah yeah that was powerful for me and I I'm just, I was just bowing and honoring uh, to you because to have that that information that he planted at 22 to 25 wow is that's very that's very cool, um, and I can. And obviously, you know, you, you went on to do to work with other greats, Byron Katie, and I didn't know about her. And she, she, she does work that I do. She looks at thoughts to inquire into their truth, to hold it to the light to see is my thought something I should believe or not. And then you worked with Faisal. Is it Mogadam? Faisal. Faisal Mogadam. Uh huh. A diamond logics approach. I've you've you. You've immersed yourself in all these modalities, and then to have this new paradigm, this human design come flow, it's just um, an amazing breadth of knowledge that is woven into you. And I just, I just want to honor you right now um, and then um, tell you thank you for coming to be who you've come to be. Uh, mm. Thank you. We're going to take yeah. a little break here, everybody. And... Um, we're going to come back in a minute, and we're going to talk more to Robin about human design through Robin's eyes and have her share um, some more of her story with us, too. Hang on. We'll be right back. Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology, is a fascinating new book by author Robin Wynn. It is the next evolution after Myers-Briggs, The Enneagram, and other innovative profiling systems. Whether your field is psychotherapy, recovery, coaching, or healing arts, and whether your clients are individuals, couples, families, or business teams, Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design will empower your work and call you to reconsider how you approach people. Let human design specialist Robin Wynn break down the components of human design to teach you how to get the basics of reading your client's human design chart, understand each type's unique communication styles, recognize your client's strengths and challenges, identify the best decision-making strategies for your client, and empower your clients to stop living inauthentically. Let human design inspire your practice with these groundbreaking and accessible approaches and take your work to the next level. 
So pick up your copy of Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology by Robin Wynn today at Amazon.com. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everyone, to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW. This is Conscious Speaks, and we are live every Thursday with Kelly Day, and that's me. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, we're talking with Robin Wynn, the author of Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, The Breakthrough Technology. And uh, Robin, it, this is her new book that she wrote, and it is uh, amazing. I'm having so much fun reading the book. Robin, welcome back to the show. I know. I'm so thrilled to have you on to, uh, back on the show, too. You know, um, understanding your clients through human design, the breakthrough through technology, what really stood out to me about this book is that this is something that um, that can be used, ther- any therapist could use to add to their repertoire to work with their clients, right? Absolutely. Any therapist, any coach, any business owner. Yeah, you, you get an immediate window into people's lives and how to best support their strengths and how to see what the challenges they might be grappling with are and how to work with those in a skillful way. Yes, that's what I liked is that it's just an, it's this amazing tool for communication. Really? It's, yes. a, it's a way to communicate and to find... And I think in a world uh, where... The, how we create our world is through words and, and talking, which is communication. The more tools we have, the better the better we will make the future going forward, which is really cool about this book because when you think about those beings that downloaded this information to Raw, they specifically said, you know, for parents, for children, and that's the future. So the more that we could heal the now, then we heal and we create better ways going forward. Do you think that it's something that that would be good to be taught, like in schools with younger children? Where do you see this going? Uh, oh, my gosh. You know, I have had this dream. It's funny you say that. I've had this dream. You know, in Waldorf schools, the kids, um, they yeah. usually stay with the same teacher, you know, for 10 years or, you know, for their whole uh, elementary elementary anyway, sometimes into high school, but their whole elementary school, I just feel like, gosh, if teachers knew who their kids were, it would make such a huge difference. If And if kids knew who they were, it would make such a huge difference. You know, there's a story I have of one of my clients who um, is a therapist and she saw a family and, you know, you have to ask for the, for the birth information, which you know, at this point, it's still pretty new and a little dodgy. So yeah. the family was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> but they went with it, and they came in. They'd been having trouble with, with – we had two kids with one of the kids, and this this kid was a projector. Oh. And projectors in human design are often – they're 21% of the population. You know, their strategy is they have to be – they have to be invited or acknowledged before they speak or show up. Now, in mm. our culture, 
that is really tough, that we are not taught. We're taught to be out there and hurting ourselves, and something's wrong with us if we're not being seen. So these, right. these kids can get louder and louder trying to be seen, or they can just disappear. And when this therapist was able to speak to the family about this child being a, a projector, the whole dynamic in the family changed. Everybody knew it, kind of like when I articulated your uh, individual and tribal tension and um, synthesis. You know, everybody yeah. knew it, but to have words for it and to have it non-pathologized and understood and to have this child understand themselves was was a game changer in the family and in the family therapy. It just, it changed everything. It changed the and makes, entire yeah, scene. It made me well up and get emotional because, yes, this is exactly where it needs to go, right? The, yeah. The family, human yeah. family dynamics are our are birthrighting gift on planet Earth. And, and a lot of the brokenness and not knowing this keeps us from connecting, even within our own circle of our deepest connection. Right. Exactly. I, it, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if this was something, let's, not, let's take those words away. When it becomes this next step of we know who we came to be, we can use this map. We can talk to each other now. We don't wonder why. Um, this kid does this and this kid doesn't. This kid gets along with me better, so I, I, I can talk to that one and I'm a little bit closer to this one because I feel rejected that the other one doesn't interact the same way, right? And, and that's what exactly. does happen. Exactly. Exactly. If you have a... Sorry, go ahead. Finish. I'm, no, it's okay. I know we're getting excited. And if a parent has this, this, this map, then they can go, oh, the child's not rejecting me. I mean, the child it needs me to communicate in a different way, and I chose to be the mother, so now I get to be who I come to be and learn how to be the teacher of my family, and, and then I am liberating myself in the same instance what's coming through, right? Yeah, I mean, you're putting, again, you're so intuitive. You're putting your finger on one of the types, which is the manifester, which is 8% of the population, and manifester kids, are some of the most challenging kids to parent because they don't need, don't believe they need parenting. <laughs> and oh my and in, a way they, in a way, they don't. You know, they're on their own. They don't need people the same way some of the other types need people. And so parents can feel rejected. They feel like, oh, why isn't my kid warm and fuzzy? What You know, a lot can happen. But if you understand you have a, a manifestor child and you need to support them, to be independent, to be, to, to make good decisions, but not control and dominate them. Because a lot of parents try to dominate their manifestor kids, like right. trying to break a stallion, not a right. good strategy, right. not, not what possibly, you want that puzzle piece. Go ahead. Right. And, and, and possibly because of fear, right? Most parents want their children to be loved and accepted, as you were talking about earlier, Um because there's this paradigm, like, you have to be the go-getter. You know, you can't be the quiet um, projector type, you know, um, what I forget, it's a label, per se. Um, so 
parents are taught if, you know, the kid isn't out there being athletic or smart or excelling, then there might be something that they need to help, you know, you know to try and change them because of the mold. Yeah, it, it gets, it's, it's super helpful for parents. <laughs> Let's just say that. I it's think super so. super helpful. Parents, I teachers, think... therapists, coaches, you know, one of the, the things that... I write about um, is I've been in some coaching programs. When I wrote my book, I'm, I'm in a coaching program, and I did a speaking program, and I just watched the coaches, and I'm so clear. If they knew what type we were, they could coach us with so much more skill. Right, and that's right. what I'm picking up through our deeper conversations today, through reading and diving into the book. I love, um, there's a part in the book where it says, um, it's explaining how to use the book and, and the design, but, uh, and, you know, a cup of tea. It says, regardless of how you use the book, the important thing is that you approach human design with a lighthearted, open curiosity and the willingness to undergo an alchemic transformation. When you read this book, you are receiving both a download of information and a practice. As you engage with the material, it wakes up and it reveals itself to you. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, it's alive. You know, there's the the mental, um, pragmatic information, and it's a, a, a vast body of knowledge. So let me tell you, it's a lot of complexity, human design. You can get caught in rabbit holes with it. So there's a lot of information, right? There's the information, but then there's the living the information, the being in relationship to the information. And, and right. the analogy I use in my, my book is having been a, a Buddhist practitioner for over 15 years, when I initially get a practice, as a Tibetan Buddhist practitioner, I initially get a practice, it's like, I don't know how to do this. feels really complex. But as you do it, as you step into it, it starts speaking to you. It starts waking something up inside of you. And this, right. they say when you when you see your chart for the first time, you get a transmission, and it's a seven-year process of starting, that's initiated to start un, unwinding some of your programming. Now, whether that's true or not, in my experience, I did have that kind of experience, and I do have an experience of human design as being like, like those light beings, being awake that it's a system of um, frequency and uh, knowledge that speaks to us if we're open to hearing it. So it's way more than just putting information together. It's really being in response to it and, and, and living it. Right. And letting it come to you, I hear, too, um, you know, slowly. You, you mentioned that in the book, you know, if you need to take a break, put it down. It's a lot of information. Um, and when I was reading it too, I was like going, 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 going. And I'm like, Oh, I don't remember that part. I'm like, well, you'll remember it when you're supposed to. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. I was just like slowly reading and going forward and thinking, this is something that anyone, you know, can pick up and really find a way into with one piece at a time and kind of work with that. Don't you think? Yeah, that's the thing. You can run your chart. Right now, you can put it into uh, geneticmatrix.com or freehumandesignchart.com. You can put your birth information in, run your chart, look at my book, and it'll show you what of the five types you are, and you can go read that chapter. And in that chapter, you'll learn, oh, 
What's your best strategy? What's your, what kind of questions should you ask yourself, should people ask you? What are some of your challenges? What are some of your strengths? Right? It's, it's broken down in a very simple, clear way so that it's a usable manual, really. Yeah, that's the way everybody out there listening, the way that I see this book, too, is very much like a manual. And it's very much, and it has like, you know, three, it has your, I, when I first looked at the chart, I saw the way that you see it is like, a, I saw like a circulatory, you know, effect of energy. And that's, everyone's going to have their own way of looking at it. But in the book, it says individual circuitry. And it has your mm-hmm. centering circuit, your, in, in, oh, I'm sorry, integration circuit, and your knowing circuit. And that's what we talked about with the tribal collective and um, with the individual. Is that right? Well, you're putting a few things together there. So um, not exactly. That's all individual. That's all individual circuitry, what you just described. Oh, okay. Um, So, yeah. Like I said, it's got a complex. (laughs) It's the capacity to be very complex, but... Uh, you just start with the simple. The first thing is, what's your type? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, can you tell the listeners out there the five different types um, and their strategy? Yeah. So so when you have that sacral center, when you look at a chart, there'll be a red square around the sacrum area of of our body, sacrum belly area. That's called the sacral center. And that is a big motor, a big off-on motor. And anybody who has that defined or colored in in their chart is a generator. Now, there's two kinds of generators. One is called a manifesting generator, and the other is a pure generator. So those are two types, two of the five types, generator, manifesting generator. That makes up 70% of the population. So most of us have that. When you have that, it's like you have this beautiful gift of an inner GPS. Now, most of us haven't been, you know, taught to listen to that inner GPS. It's an on-off, yes, no. Something We're in a dance with the universe. Something comes into the field, like I got your email inviting, <coughs> excuse me, inviting me to be on this show. Do I have a yes or a no for that? My cycle says yes. I want to do that. That's the inner GPS. We're walking around, things show up, and we have a yes or a no to it. And as you were pointing out earlier, we say the world is so confused and messed up right now because so many generators and manifesting generators are doing things they have a no for. They're overriding that internal GPS guidance system. Right. So the, 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 Generators and manifesting generators, we're here to work. We're here to, to fulfill a dharma by finding and mastering our life's work. We're like the worker bees, right? Now, yeah. but it's all, and we have sustainable energy. We were born with the gift of sustainable energy. So mm-hmm. we're designed to wake up in the morning ready to go, work all day long, fall asleep exhausted at night, Wake up, battery recharge, ready to go. If yes. we're doing something we have a yes for, right? If we, yes. if we don't, if we don't, you know, then we're going to burn out or get exhausted. But our right. rightful 
system is the yes to life. The yes and being in a dance with life and trusting those yes-no questions. So we want the people around us to ask us yes-no questions. We may not know what we want until someone asks us. Right. That's amazing. So say I say to you, hey, you want to go to the movies tonight? And you're being the generator that you are. You say yes, and then you turn to me and say, do you want to go? Oh, well, you know what? Actually, I don't want to go. No. Right, right. Am I making sense here? Yes, totally. So the generators and manifesting generators are here to, to, to work and to build and to create. And, and get pleasure from it, right? Get energy, actually be energized by working. Now, manifesting generators have an extra, um, an added support, we could say. And again, remember, all the types are equal. They're, they're all equal, and some have different um, challenges and strengths. But they're all, we need all of them. So the manifesting generators have a, what we call a motor to their throat. And if you look at the book, you'll, you'll understand that. I articulate that. But what that means is they, not only are they in response with their sacral, but they are, they're here to articulate and to create and manifest, be heard. Right? Yeah. So, they're using that throat chakra. Exactly. To, hooked up to a motor. Now, let me just back off one second and say, if human design were a game, the way to win the game is to get a motor to your throat. So what that means is that manifesting generators and manifestors, they have a motor to the throat, start off winning the game. The rest of us, this is all electromagnetic, we're looking for people who are going to help us get a motor to our throat so that we can manifest, so that we can be heard. So anytime we're around a manifesting generator, we get a motor to our throat. We get more, we're empowered by people just by being around manifestors and manifesting generators. I find now, that fascinating. I know, it's trippy. Now, in your my part, we have, you have the gate 57, intuition. I have the gate 20 that goes to the throat in the now. We both hook up to the sacral. So when we're together, we get a motor to our throat. Like right now, we're being heard more powerfully than if either of us were on our own speaking. That's brilliant. That yeah. makes so much sense to me. Right. So here's the distinction I want to make because it's easy in our cultural and culture and in our minds to say, oh, well, a manifestor, a manifesting generator is more powerful and better. I want to talk about Oprah Winfrey for a second. Yes, She's a generator. Do. She's a generator. Not a manifester, not a manifesting generator. One of the most powerful, if not the most powerful woman on the planet. How did she get her power? By interviewing people. Right? Being in relationship. Generators you know. need to be in relationship with people. That's how they get power. That's how they get heard. That's how you and I are being heard coming together in relationship. I, I just love that part of it because it shows to me 
um, what we always talk about a lot, everyone who is working towards, you know, the better of humanity is that it takes a village, right? Exactly. That, that all, all hearts are needed, all hands on deck, and that we're stronger exactly. together. Yes. That said, some types don't need people as much as others, right? The yeah, and they're rare, and right? Humans, yeah. They're, they're here rare, to like initiate the things to, yeah, exactly, to get things going, to get things moving, right? Yeah. So he has, his chart was, um, he had his willpower. There's a willpower, right? Is that, am I right about this one part mm-hmm. of the chart where you can manifest at will? Like he just is a doer. Yes. And that's only 8% of the the population, I think. That's right. You're getting this. Kelly J, you're going to be doing charts before you know it. You're going to get everybody's (laughs) chart who comes on the show. (laughs) I think my clients would like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We love love learning about ourselves. We love learning about our partners and our kids and our families and our siblings and our clients, right? Yeah, we do. Hopeful. We do. And that's what I love about human design is it really is for better communication, starting with ourselves so we know how to be who we've come to be. So we could be, you know, as the quote says, um, this work is about transformation from the person we think we are to the person we really are. So we can embrace that part of us. And and then exactly. if we're doing that, we get to be the change we want to see in the world, right? We and that's what everyone I think I can say is we want people to feel free and to be themselves, so they can have a good life and get what they're here to bring, right? I yeah, mean, that's uh, being who we are is the good life. It's the best, and and yeah. it's so easy to. Um, to think about, but it takes a little work. And when we start the work, we're, we've got our feet in the door, and then we don't turn back because we feel the goodness, right? It becomes a staple item to our lives. Exactly. And I love how this is not a quick fix either. There's a lot to dive into. And you know, technically, if you go full spectrum, it could be a seven-year transformation. I'm just coming off of one of those through my spiritual work. And um, mm-hmm. so I was really... When you said seven years on this, that kind of dinged a bell. And, and, but yet it could be as simple as, well, I want to find out, am I a generator? Am I a projector? Um, how do I learn how to be with myself and love myself more clearly? This book is definitely the first step into human design, and it has uh, links um, to take you through the book when you have questions. It has um, links to if you want to work with Robin and how to get in touch with her. I know, Robin, you said you wanted to offer a gift to the listeners out there today. Can you tell them? Sure. Yeah, I want to acknowledge we didn't get to all the five types. I'll just name them. Generator, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I got generator. it. So I... <laughs> it's okay. I got no, it. We just name them projector, um, manifestor, and reflector. Those are the five major puzzle pieces. Um, and yeah, I I would love to gift um, my book, a digital copy of my book, to anyone who is on this call. And you can write me at Robin R O B I N at 
Science, C-L-I-E-N-C-S, and humandesign.com. That's Robin at clientsandhumandesign.com. And just put in the um, subject line, free book, and I will shoot that off to you. And you can get started right away looking at your chart, seeing who you are, putting your feet in the water like like Kelly J was saying. And, you, yeah, you're in for a trip. In for a good one. I wanted to say one more thing to our listeners out there. This is such an amazing book, and I'm really enjoying uh, working and talking with Robin. So we're doing a two-part show. We only touched on one of the five designs, so we'll, we'll let Robin share how the others work when we come back next week. And um, we'll talk more about human design. And if you have any questions, you can send the questions to the studio, and then I can read them on the air. Or you can um, send a question to Robin, but we are looking forward to answering any questions, to being here for anyone who is interested in human design. I can get you to Robin. You can find a book, and you can also join us next Thursday. I want to thank you for being on the show today, Robin, so much. And um, Well, thank you so much, Kelly J. I, I love this. I love sharing this. I love supporting people in knowing who they are and being oh. who they are. That's the best gift ever. I look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, everybody. Okay, everybody. I'm so blessed again to share time and space with everyone who tuned in and late listening through podcasts. Thank you, Alternative Talk Radio 1150 KKNW. Nathan, who's filling in for Sir Eric. And I want to thank um, Marilyn Monroe and Eric Ryder for helping me at KKNW bring the show here. Don Avery and Larry Mitchell for permission to share rapidly approaching ecstasy in our shows. Thank you so much, everybody. Love wins when we choose love. And that's a circle. Love and namaste. Kelly J. for joining us today at Conscious Speaks Radio, a place where we come together each week to discuss the mysteries of life, the light and the dark, the sweet and the salty, the divine mysteries of being human, a place where we mentally hold hands, naturally gravitating to each other through the cosmic airwaves of space and time, knowing like bees to honey and goodness, this is a place to take comfort in the knowing that it is from and through each other that we grow in our greatest leaps and bounds.